Good morning. Good morning. Good good morning to you, good sir. Hello. Good morrow. Fair good morrow. Hail and well met. Thank thank you for coming into my old timey store. Um, <laughs> can I can I show you can I show you where we keep our candlesticks and uh, and other? Sure. Can I can I get a milkshake, please? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nicely done. Um, man, I got milkshake on the on the list to talk about today too. Oh, I got I got a couple of milkshake uh, things to talk about. Oh, wow. I just I just put one in the Dropbox. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, so um, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping jumping on the call. Thanks, for, thanks. For... <laughs> well, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, we seldom get to talk, so I really appreciate you inviting me into your inner sanctum, your yeah, sanctum well, sanctorum. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's good. I think we should we should maybe do some level setting here today. If if, if we be in, should do some you, what. Some level setting, if you'd be uh, Some level setting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get aligned on on mil okay. milkshakes. Uh, oh, what's the <laughs> what's the thing people? Yeah, we want to get aligned. Um, yeah, we don't say get on the same page anymore. There's no, a lot of no. aligning going on. Yeah. Um, what are some of there's some other good buzzwords that I've blocked out? Um, <laughs> and, and I'm sure I'm sure um, at, uh, in uh, department head chair talk land, um, there are these buzzwords. You're hearing more and more of these buzzwords. Um, yeah, it, it, from, people are, from... people are talking more and more about these buzzwords. <laughs> I, I, I also, I also get them, uh, when I do, when I, when I talk with my industry colleagues, uh, I do get some corporate, uh, corporate speak, oh, uh, yeah. which I, which I do my best to not, to not roll my eyes or at least have my camera off when I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, it, uh, absolutely. Here was some, uh, I found, uh, some, some good stuff from indeed.com, which I, I don't know, uh, what this, what this source is. Um, well, I know what the source is. I don't know how, how, how good the source is, but here you go. 30 common business buzzwords defined. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So here, here you go. Return on investment. I that that's not a, that's, that's okay. Uh, we're, we're oh, uh, synergy customer journey. Uh, let's do a deep dive on this. Uh, a deep dive. Um, that's that's a good dive. one. Yeah. Uh, pain point. Um, let's get a uh, let's get a quick win. Alignment. Uh, okay. <laughs> this one I don't I'm, I don't know, and I, I'm going to go into the definition. But uh, freemium, not not premium with a P, but freemium with an F. Are you are you familiar with this? I, I think that's the new that's the new business model. Uh, uh, ben is is freemium. Yes, it's a uh, content is used. So first of all, we got some content, um, and and you've got freemium content is used to introduce customers to the paid version of a product by offering a simplified version for free. This buzzword is a combination of words free and premium. <laughs> Excellent, and refers to using free content to attract new customers. That's what we do here, right? With the uh, the food safety yeah. talk is free. It's freemium. Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 here's the thing, Ben. Um, we're losing money on this podcast, but we're making it up on volume, making it up. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, just a few down from, from freemium on the list. Content is king. So that's something that I think you and I, we, we, we subscribe to that. Um, are we, are we moving the needle today? Do you think? <laughs> I really, I really want to move the needle. Yeah, let's move the. Let's unpack something. Let's unpack. Let's un unpack. Milkshakes. Let's drill down. Let's drill let's down. Drill, the, drill, drill down on the net net. 
Do you now? And what's your bandwidth like today? Are you feeling <laughs> not this quarter? I have not to every 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 time we do this. Um, I I I, I think about uh, Merlin Mann's uh, phone guy, and uh, we will link to at least one uh, video um, where uh, typically Merlin is recording these while he's traveling. Um, he's talking into his wallet um, <laughs> while he films himself on his camera. Um, and he's just, I, I think the way that I thought it sort of set it up in my head is he's just seen some super annoying uh, biz dev guy talking loud in an airport lounge. And uh, he, he he just needs to sort of capture his, uh, his reaction to that. So some, some, some podcast uh, or some, some video Merlin man, video gold. Mer Merlin man, video gold talking about uh, the customer journey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh so um i'm i'm back into uh i'm back into hockey um <laughs> just to so see you know wait did you I, ever leave well kind kind of like uh my my hockey um my my hour hours per week a, a, hpw uh, of hockey went down drastically uh goes down over the summer when the when my when my kids hockey season is over when the ice melts <laughs> when the ice melts um and the ice did melt this this year uh in in one of the arenas on, on purpose for the first time uh mm. in since i since i lived here it was uh melted and um uh re re refrozen and restructured it's better ice now they've they, huh. maintenance ice better. ice maintenance hmm. better ice so occasionally you just have to wipe the ice slate clean and start over that's what right, you're saying right. Yeah, um, and that makes sense. They, but they don't use they don't oh, they don't always do that. They don't usually do that. They they just they just keep putting bad ice, uh, good ice on top of bad ice. Good ice, yeah. It's a, a just keep adding, just keep throw throwing money at money. Um, good, yeah. Uh, so it, it, I think, um, well, when when I was growing up, um, and in Canada, uh, ice comes out during the um during the summer because other things happen in the arenas so, oh in the arena right yeah right. so so you might have uh you might have uh the you know the 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 local home show where where you can get uh you know quotes on uh on vinyl siding and and maybe uh see someone who might uh remodel your your bathroom so that right. that you, happens and you, yeah and you can't do that on the ice because that would be dangerous because people right. would be slipping and be also cold. people would be kind of cold. Yeah, chilly, chilly, yeah. <laughs> Canadians Canadians do love their cold, but that might be uh that might be taking it a little too far. Yeah, yeah. Um also, um you might have uh in uh at least the town that my my parents live in, you might have a, a buck and doe um at the arena. Um we uh -huh. have we talked about have we talked about that that term. This is not from uh, uh, corporate <sighs> It's not on the thir 30 <laughs> common business not, buzzwords. Not now, man. Not no. now. We're going to make it go viral. Um, uh, yeah. I, uh, a buck and doe, that's, uh, that refers to the male and the female uh, deer. Uh, but I suspect it may be, is it like a square dance thing? Uh, so so it, it, I get, I mean, it could be. Um, I, I'm going to point you towards uh, the internet uh, definition page. Um, that oh, we that stag we often know. Yes, says stag and doe. Stag and doe. Yes. Okay. Um, but uh, so stag and doe is a cultural event in Canada, huh. popular mostly in Manitoba or rural southern Ontario, which is where ah, where I'm go. from. There we go. Uh, yeah, under various names to raise money for a couple uh, for their oh. future wedding plans or or, or honeymoon. Uh, okay. Yeah. So so in southern Ontario, maybe called a stag and doe or buck and doe and buck and doe is what would it uh, in my my little world is it is referred to in, uh, in northern ontario this is known as a shag yeah which, which is i think different. is a completely different thing yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, other places known as a Jack and Jill. Uh, so, if, uh, yeah. So, um, but uh, the so the the buck and doe, the stag and doe, the Jack and Jill, that might be held at the arena when the ice is is out. Um, that's a because but that's a pretty big party. If, it is. That's got to be a really pretty a couple that have a lot of friends or that well, like uh, you know. I mean, it's, so it's let, let me let, let, without reading the definition here from Wikipedia, let me define <laughs> what it is. It's it's a way you you want to have a wedding, but you don't want to invite all of the, all the people in your town to the wedding because you might live right. in a small town and right. but so you got to have like a pre event to the wedding mm -hmm. for people that you're not going to invite. <laughs> okay. And, I get it. Yeah. This and, is uh, this is oh, not the wedding, but please come and and have but, some drinks. Be, but uh, no, and no, don't no, come to our wedding. No, it's even better than that, Don. It's mm. please come and pay hey. for our wedding. Oh, nice. Because get yeah uh people will will maybe pay um i i remember you know going when when i was a, a teenager it might be uh ten dollars twenty dollars to get in like a cover charge to my party mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you buy drinks or sometimes you might there might be a keg there that that you would then you know you can just pump your own pump your own beer um and then you play a bunch of games that cost money and the, the whole idea that this is a fundraiser like this is uh okay to help play but but it's a very odd thing like it doesn't happen anywhere else um yeah and and so so often um you you might go to one of these um and i'm I'm talking just real not this is not for everybody but you might mm -hmm. go to one of these as a i don't know like an uh a 15 year old and this might mm -hmm. be a place where you would just get a bunch of uh alcohol because uh, a 15 year old yeah, yeah yeah because you're not going to a bar and you're not going to the liquor store but there's this party that's happening that you're that like i've got i've got ten dollars i can get in the door and then it's, it's you might like, not even know the couple uh, no i've de i've definitely been to um at least one buck and doe in a different town where I definitely did not know the the people at all with a friend of mine who lived in that other town. And he said, oh, yeah, let's that one was not um, at the arena. It was in, in the other uh, best place to have an event in small town, rural southern Ontario. Um, it was at the Legion. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, which is like the VFW. So it's, yeah, well, no, uh, we we yeah. have we have uh, now. It's not the same thing. You have probably have a Canadian Legion. We have we have the American Legion here in this country, and uh, there's one uh, right down the road for me. So and, not to compromise my opsec, but uh, yeah, and th and there's often uh, people there who seem to be uh, having a good time. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, and we're we're talking. I, I just want to correct you. Uh, it's not the <laughs> it's not the Canadian Legion. It's the Royal. Canadian. Well, oh, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm, the, I'm, 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 yeah. uh, I'm, I'm bowing and, and pulling on my, uh, my, my uh, cap here. God uh, save the king. God, God save the queen <laughs> or the king or yeah, whoever yeah. the heck it is. Yeah. So, so the Legion was was also a place that you might have this, and mm. uh, um, and and there would be off at, at those ones, the Legion would then run the the bar, and and the, it, they they sell beer very, like at cost, like very very cheap. Like a you know a dollar a beer or, or something, um, and so so there you you would they they would add a fee on you know they double the cost and then every you know a dollar for every drink goes to uh, to the to the buck and the dough to the wedding that you're not invited to or going to so right. yeah. Um, and it's a yes. great way to drink when you're 15. So exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So that so yes, I'm very familiar with when the ice comes out in, in Canada. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, so, but but here we we play hockey all year round, and the ice the ice never really comes out. And sometimes, and, and here you mean North Carolina, in North Carolina, yeah, yeah. And uh, and and so so you need uh, oh every once in a while you need you need to drain the ice and rebuild it and make it make it good again. Uh, make make ice make ice great again is what what they say. Um, and uh, yeah, so so anyway, we Mika. we did that. Yeah, we did that here. Mika. Make Mika. ice great again. Mika. Yeah, Mega, Mega. Yeah, um, we we did that. I didn't do it, but the people that that run the arena did it. Uh, and now and and now we're back. And last weekend, so so my hours per week at the arena um, during the summer uh, is I, I would say it's it's five. Um, yeah, two two and a half hours for each for the two skates that I do, and that's that that includes you know half hour before hanging out, getting dressed, uh, an hour and 15 minutes on the ice, and then uh, you know, getting undressed, having a shower, and, uh, and drinking some beer. But now, my hours per week um, uh, essentially will triple. Uh, because mm. I will be, yeah. So I'll I'll be uh, it, uh, I'll be coaching two hockey teams. Um, they are one team's on the ice twice a week, the other team's on the ice three times a week to to practice, and then they they play games on weekends. Um, so yeah, maybe it might even go up to like twenty hours a week. And I uh, and last, yo oh, yeah. And, and and um, you're gonna keep doing this podcast. You're gonna keep being department head. Hopefully, um, I I, mean, I don't I, I don't know how you do it, Ben. I'm 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 truly I'm truly impressed. Well, I don't I don't watch any uh, I don't watch anything anymore. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, no TV could, time, no TV time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it goes that that kind of goes away a little bit because I get very tired. Um, when I come, yeah, home, I just well, go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, no yeah. kidding, yeah. Uh, but um, I uh, so so this last la- past weekend, <clears throat> um. Uh, we had a held a training camp for um, for one of my son's teams, and uh, and so I was there Friday night, um, uh, all day Saturday and all day Sunday, and then this upcoming weekend, two days from now, um, we will be doing the same for the other uh, team that my my other son is on, um, and then uh, next weekend, not to opsec uh, anything, but I'll I'll be heading uh, to the lovely state of Pennsylvania. Um, for, for Labor Day to uh, coach uh, in a hockey tournament in in Hershey, the uh, land of land of chocolate. Yes, uh, cho- chocolate chocolate town, I believe yeah. it's known as Chocolate so, Town, USA. Yeah, Chocolate Town, USA. Um, so yeah, but so so anyway, my the, the, yeah my my hockey my, uh, my hockey is is happening again, uh, and it's and it's fun. I I, I like it. I mean, I I would um, I probably wouldn't do it. I wouldn't coach if I didn't have kids there like it's it's not like this this podcast where we would do this even if we didn't record it and give it to people um <laughs> what you're premium. saying basically is you is you love me more than you love your kids no you love no, podcasting no, yeah. more than you love hockey i think so maybe i mean i well <laughs> i would still be playing hockey i just right. wouldn't be coaching hockey okay um yeah and uh all right so so let's be clear the hierarchy yeah. is podcasting no the hierarchy is playing hockey yes. podcasting coaching hockey yes yes right. in, in those okay. yeah those three in, the, in that order yeah. in that order yes correct um so uh but but i i like i i enjoy as much as um sometimes my kids drive me crazy and mm-hmm. they um are uh you know entering well i mean full into their their teenage years uh and and that comes with some some uh challenges um mm-hmm. i i do i do very much enjoy spending time with them um and and we get to spend a lot of time together 
driving to and from hockey and then uh, coaching. I get to like see them uh, interact with their with their friends and yeah. um, and coach them. It's a lot. It's I, I really like I, I really really value it. And so it's it's I find this time of year for me, school starts. You know, both for for my my kids, my family. Um, and, uh, um, and here, uh, at NC state, cause uh, classes started here last week, uh, or sorry, this week, the Monday was our, our first day of classes. Um, but also hockey starts and, and I, it's like, uh, this always feels like the beginning of the year for me. Like it's, it's back mm-hmm. to, we've been very unstructured for the last four months and now we're getting, mm-hmm. we're getting real structured. Um, so much that we have a family Google calendar that includes yep. who's picking up whom and yep. where yep. everybody's going. Yep. So, yep. Got to get organized. Yep. I, yep. I understand. And I like, I mean, I like that. <clears throat> like as much as I, I mm-hmm. don't, I don't, um, I don't always want to have structure. There's something very comforting of, oh yeah, this, like I, I've seen a bunch of, um, colleagues here on campus, uh, as we get back to, to school and, and, and talking to people. I, you know, everyone's like, oh, are, are you busy? I'm like, well, no, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's like no busier now than I was a couple well, of weeks ago, but now and, it's structured. Yeah. Yeah. Well, famously, you know, again, not to bring it back to, to Merlin Mann, but he talks about not being busy. I'm just time constrained. Right. Like, and, yes. and I, I do, I do very much get like, here's the thing. If it's great to be unstructured, but if you have a lot to do, and you're unstructured, that's chaos, right? Yeah. And, and then you don't know who's picking up the kids or who's going where, and that just creates stress. But if you if you have a structure and you actively maintain that structure in a way that you just know, like I know I can't, I can't do that. I can't uh I can't watch TV tonight because I have to go do this hockey thing or this other thing or this work thing, right? And it's yeah. uh yeah, there is a um yeah, once you're it's sort of it's sort of like when I'm traveling, it's just like, okay, well, I just I did, really don't want to take this time out of my schedule, but you know, I've committed to do this. And so now here we go, right? I got yeah, I yeah. gotta get up and I gotta drive to the airport and I gotta get on my flight and I gotta get to my hotel. And and it's just like, okay, I'm just checking off things on the list because that's what I gotta do, because this is the thing I'm doing right now. So yeah. Yeah, and and if I don't if I don't like there, there's something comforting about that list. Right. Oh, that, sure. yeah. that that it's in, in like I think travel is a really good analogy on this where where I have I have that mental list in my mind that kind of runs on autopilot when when I'm getting ready to to travel like like I you know I know it, it's not it's it's not new and there's something comforting of like the day before that I've got to you know fly somewhere being like okay I'm packing here are the things here are, here are the little packing bags that I use and here are the mm-hmm. things like I'm going to be gone for three days and and I, I you know I I'm constantly trying to take less things so I'm like can I what can I wear a right. jacket now and and not pack it and and all that all that kind yep. of stuff but but I but I like that like you know I, I, I there there's something something about that that I don't, you know, I've, I, I've thought of, of what the, what that, I guess, structure looks like for me and doing it so many times, I don't think about it anymore, but you, but I'm in the, like there, I don't know, there's something, there's something that I really like about it, <laughs> but yes. that, yeah, when I'm, when I'm starting it. So, um, yeah. So anyway, they, yeah, we're back to, we're back to the, to the world of structure. Um, and I don't know if I told you this. Uh, I may have, and and I I forget things, but um, my 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 lovely spouse is uh is a full time teacher. Um, oh yeah, we this yeah. well we she's sort of been inching up to this with uh with uh volunteering yeah. at the school and then part time yep. and then yeah and I think you did reveal sometime over the summer that yeah she's now a full time teacher which is which is cool. 
Yeah, which is which is great, and and she she's um, uh, like uh, I, I she's doing stuff that she hasn't done since we've had kids. You know, she had a career before we we had children, um, and then paused that uh, for really like starting for immigration reasons because she wasn't able to work um, when we right. moved to the U.S. But then but then uh, you know spent a lot of time uh, at home and then ran her own business and did a couple of part-time jobs. But, um, she, she's really been focused on, on like, okay, now I've, I've got to, I got to prepare and, and get back to, yeah. to actually working full-time. Um, and, yeah. and that, and the, and the structure that comes with that has like, is, is great. And then it also means that some of the things that, um, that she would do, um, I do now like laundry right. and, right. and meal preparation right. Right. and, um, and just, you know, like the stuff like that. So, yeah. So it's, and, and so anyway, that, that's where like that, I, it, it feels, it very much feels like the start of a new, you know, year. Um, and I mean, because, right. And, yeah, and because, <laughs> because, and because she's a teacher, um, she has that same academic year rhythm, right? right? Like I always remember my, so my mom was a longtime teacher, mostly kindergarten and yeah. And it would be like end of August, she'd have to go in and get ready and, you know, and then, and then at the, in the, at the end of the beginning of the summer, she'd t- take everything down. And then, so it was, it's just the, the, that academic rhythm. Right. And I guess it's yeah. not just ac- academia, but certainly for people who are involved in, who are teachers. Yeah. You have the summers off and, uh, and it, that does inform your, yeah, it just informs the, the shape of the year as, as, uh, John Roderick would say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, um, I mean, the biggest thing for, for us, and we've kind of trickled this, uh, this big change is we, you know, we, we didn't have alarms for the last three months. Like when yeah. we get up, we get up and get up, right. Yeah. And now, um, we can't really operate that way. Um, so, uh, so we, we now have to, well, you could, but it would be madness. It would be madness. And, and, and our, our, um, our jobs probably wouldn't last. Uh, and, well, know. your kids probably would get kicked out of school because mostly that's the problem, right? Like All you, of it. you could, yeah. you, you and, and Danny could probably handle your own responsibilities, just sort of not getting up, uh, you know, but your kids, I think that would be a disaster. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one, so, so this is, uh, you know, one, one thing that we're trying to, uh, train one of our kids on older one, Jack is he is, uh, he's currently taking driver's education, like currently Oof. as, as I mean, right now. Um, and, uh, he is doing so, um, via, um, the internet. Mm. Um, yes. I'm, and you know, that's like when I, when I, when I took driver's ed, um, in high school, the first thing they had us do was to get on something that was, like a video game, but not really, um, where there was a screen in front of you and the road moved and you turned the wheel of the fake car. Um, but it did, wasn't hooked to anything. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't, we, we didn't have anything like that. Um, okay. and yeah, we, we had like all like classroom stuff in Canada. Uh, there, there's like a, um, it, it, was that, was that a public, like driver's ed, like, was that part of your yeah. school? Yeah. yeah, it was part of my school that like, we had one of the teachers in the school that part of his job was to teach driver's ed, which I think is that, I don't know if that's gone completely away. Um, but I think maybe for liability reasons. Um, yeah. Cause the school, the school had cars and there was so a crazy. teacher that taught driver's ed and, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great thing, but, um, I think, yeah, I was, and it was kind of weird for me, like 
with my own kids, like, oh, there's not a class in school that's going to teach them this and I have to teach them. Or usually in New Jersey, what people do is they just hire a company um, yeah. just because it's it's just it's less. Stra- I mean, you might give them some initial instructions, you know, but but uh, ultimately it's just it's easier to if you can to to farm that out. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and so in Canada, it's not or at least in Ontario, it's not part of the public sector to train people how to to drive um so it never existed in in schools um at least like in my you know in my lifetime and i'm pretty sure my parents also did not um my parents i might have told you this like neither of them like learned how to drive until they're in their like late 20s early 30s i I think this has come up yeah yeah because they they lived in a city where there was public transit and they didn't have they didn't have cars and i mean they didn't need it um am i two of my grandmothers never learned how to drive Hmm. Um, yeah, or sorry, one of my grandmothers never learned how to drive. And then one learned how to drive in her fifties when she moved out of the city. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I took, I took this the driver's ed from something called young drivers of Canada, which I just will put in the, to the show notes. And, and yeah, it's like you, you pay like a company to drive you and you go, go into a classroom and, and watch a bunch of videos about car crashes and, and then go, yep. uh, you know, then go in the, in the car for a certain number of hours. And so, so that's kind of what what Jack's doing right now, but it's all, it's all online, uh, 30 hours this week online. And then, then he, then they, they come and pick him up in a, in a training car. And then he, he does I think 10 hours of instruction with the driver, with the, with, with the same instructor. Um, so, but yeah, it's kind of like, he's, he's, um, not, you know, again, not, not too much OPSEC, but, but he's, he's not yet 15. And this, this happens here in North Carolina. Like, like he can start, training and getting a, a learner's permit at 15 but he can do all this training this like training before he turns 15. um so that's like i don't know that it seems really young and he is not really good at things like i don't know brushing his teeth um but but soon he'll be trained to drive a car and i know that those two things are not linked but you know just it's it's a little uh you know the things come at you real quick with with teenagers is is uh is, has been um, what, what we're currently experiencing, but he, he, you know, the, with both Danny and I, like Danny doing teacher work days out of the house, I'm here podcasting with you and have had, you know, meetings and stuff structure here on campus with the first week of classes. Um, this is the first time that we have kind of not like woken him up to do something like, and he, so it, it, we kind of left the house and had this whole conversation on Monday. Um, like I got him on his, uh, his zoom, helped him, showed him how to do that. Woke him up the first day. And then I'm like, look, Tuesday to Friday, we're out of the house. So you're in, you're like, you're on your own, buddy, like set an alarm, get up. Um, right. <clears throat> and, and so he's been, he's been doing that, which is, um, which actually like, I, I you know, I don't know, little baby steps, right. In, in things with, uh, with teenagers, but it's been pretty good. Like I, I just texted him while we were talking. I'm like, did you get up? Okay. And he's like, yeah, I'm in class. Everything's good. I'm like, awesome. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so you want to talk milkshakes? I want to talk about my weird like month <laughs> and milkshakes. Okay. Can can I tell you about? Because we haven't talked for we haven't recorded one of these in a while. Like it's been three three weeks. I know this. Um, I look back on 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 our schedule. I've been away. Mm-hmm. I went to went to Canada. Um, and uh, on um August second, which is a Wednesday, I left for Canada. Uh, and then went to a place where we had no internet for right. really like, yeah, like for 10 days. And I mean, I could get, I had, I, I had 3g connection, 
um, intermittently, like two or three times a day, my email would maybe show up and half load. <laughs> like, right. and yeah, so, but, um, and we talked a little bit about this before, um, but I was, I, I was in this documentary on food safety. Oh <laughs> yeah. I might've heard about that. Yeah. Um, and Don, it's been weird. Um, because, um, I, are you, are you, on, you, you got Netflix right now? Are you watching? Like, are you there? Not, yes. like, I don't mean, I don't mean oh, like oh. turning it on, but yeah, yeah, no, I have, I have, so I have a, I have several things that I want to talk about. And the, let me just briefly mention the first one, um, is that someone may be coming to my house, um, to, to repair a chimney. Um, oh. but they're, they haven't texted or called <clears throat> and they were worried that they couldn't come today because it might be raining, but there's no rain in the forecast, although it is overcast. So, um, so we'll see um, okay, about that. Okay. But, but I may need we need may need to pause, and I may need to go talk to a contractor. So there's that. Oh, that's no problem. Um, uh, Netflix. So important net Netflix news, Ben. Before you get into your documentary talk, um, what's a show <clears throat> that you've recommended to me several times? that is on Netflix that I'm pretty sure is in our wheelhouse, but I have been unable to make any progress it, on getting yeah. onto the family schedule. But recently we had a breakthrough. Um, is it about uh, Irish teenagers? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yes. We, uh, we, we, we have broken, we have broken through. We are finished season one. We, uh, are, we are cruising through season two, sometimes multiple episodes a night. And uh, yeah, Dairy Girls is oh, is really some um, some very good television. It's so, yes, lovely. And, as, as I knew, and 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 as my my uh, lovely wife, who mostly controls the television, um, uh, has learned. So what, I'm so happy for you um, and and your and your lovely wife. Um, there there have been a few times recently that we have turned on Netflix. And it, it shows up in our like, you know, rewatch or watch again and um, and continue watching uh, because uh, uh, our, our kids have started watching Dairy Girls as well. Um, but they have to watch it with the um, the subtitles on because they don't they can't figure out the um, the accents very well, uh, which is which is fine. They, they're they're enjoying it. But uh, but Danny is like, is Don, has Don watched this yet? Don, you need to get Don to watch this. And I'm like, I've, oh, that's I'm, funny. Trying, I've, I'm trying, I've tried. So I'm glad I will report back to her um, that, that you're, that you're in. Cause it is, it's awesome. Um, so, so my, my Netflix journey uh, customer, my Netflix customer journey. Um, <laughs> it's been very weird because um, are you familiar when you go on the app and you like mouse over or scroll over um, a, a, a show and like uh, a, a, some sort of like pre-roll happens? It's not a trailer, but it's like a little snippet of the show um, just just automatically plays. Are you, you familiar with that that technology that that Netflix has? So, yeah, so usually I am not the one controlling the remote, although we did recently have um, an incident where our Apple TV remote um, got something spilled on it and it stopped working. And so oh. I'm the only one that knows how to make the Apple TV work using a phone. So I've been sort of driving that um, process, but uh, so I, I'm not super familiar with that. So it's a it's it's a function that um, I, I'm a, we, in in our family we're like 
um, chronic scrollers of, um, you know, of the, like of the Netflix, like we, you can't figure out what do we all want to watch. Right. Okay. Um, and so, so it, it happens a lot. So, so I'm, I'll tell that you that never happens in my house. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so, so if you, if you were to go to your Netflix right now, and I'm not going to ask mm-hmm. you to do this, um, mm-hmm. and you just, uh, found the poison documentary and you scrolled mm-hmm. over it. Uh-huh. Um, the thing that <clears throat> pops up is me. Nice. What's weird. So it's my voice and my big floating head. Um, yeah. and, and so the weird, the weirdness of that, um, you know, cause I'm, I'm not like, uh, um, what's, what term will I like to use here? I'm not heavily featured Don in Netflix. In like somebody you might, yes. yeah, like you might know, we think we know someone who is heavily, heavily yes. featured. Yes. Uh, um, and, uh, but I'm, I, 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 I make, uh, I'm, I, you know, a cameo appearance. Uh, I think, I think there's three little segments. It's probably less than two minutes of me, of me talking. Um, <clears throat> but, um, I've, I've received multiple, um, Instagram and texts from people outside of the world of food safety who know me through who know you. Yeah. Well, like yeah. people you grew up with. Yeah. And they're, and they're like, why are you on my Netflix? And yeah, because, exactly. Cause they're not going to watch this movie, but when they just scrolled over it or it came up as a match of something like sometimes even when you open up Netflix, um, it'll the, like if, if you're uh, matched to something like this. So if you watch food documentaries, this will right. show up as like a hundred percent. You, you should watch this. Right. Um, and, uh, and that, and, and so, so sometimes when people just turned on their Netflix and didn't even scroll, it was me yeah. like that's, and, it, and it's been very weird, um, to, to just have like this, um, I don't know if for like a week, this uh, somewhat, uh, niche cultural phenomenon. Um, and, and then, um, the other thing I that's been really odd with this is my um, my like world of LinkedIn, and you, 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 I've I've shared my LinkedIn strategy with you, which is no strategy, right? If someone asks me to right. be, be on LinkedIn, I just I say yes, and right. and I don't I don't care, I don't use use it, um, I don't know why they want to be connected with me, mm-hmm. um, but my my LinkedIn connections more than anything else have have like uh, yep exploded people yeah. the food safety people want want to link to me and even not yeah. food safety people and it's it's been um yeah it's just been, it, i can't describe it other than it's it's been weird um so the i, I thought the movie like, i don't have you have you watched the the documentary i still have not yet watched it because as explained earlier i don't we don't really have any problem deciding what to watch because my wife just picks <laughs> I, I occasionally i have started a list um, and I will occasionally say, hey, how about um, that thing that we like we recently uh, started the next season of Foundation um, based on the Isaac Asimov books, which yeah, yeah. is great. I mean, it's really it's it's very good. It's very good to watch as the first thing in the night where the, at the end of the night, we're just watching Dairy Girls because, you know, so something like big and complicated and serious yeah. followed by something like it's it's almost like they're really like like Foundation really is about like just the biggest possible picture of this, you know, empire and foundation. And, and, you know, it's just this huge scope. And then we just drop into this little town in Northern Ireland with these girls. So it's very, you know, they're, 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 and also, you know, drama versus comedy and and all of that. But, uh, but yeah, no, don't don't really, uh, uh, don't really experience that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, I like, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, I watched it. Um, 
uh, really, I want, I, 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 this is how I, neurotic I was about it. I got up like early cause we were leaving for, for Canada and driving and I, and I knew it was coming out that morning. So I had like seven o'clock in the morning and got up, um, and, and really just fast forwarded to my parts to make sure I didn't say anything terrible and stupid that I was going to get me like that was going to get someone from the university calling me about why, why did I do that? Oh, so you're um, saying you haven't watched it either. I have. And then I watched. And then, so that was my first, <laughs> my, my first viewing was a minute and a half of me and being okay. like, and just scrolling through and I'm like, okay, I think I, yeah, I think it was fine. I don't like, I, yeah. What I, what I said was, was uh, uh, vanilla. Um, right. and, and then, uh, um, the following day we got to Canada and some, somehow one of my like, and this is the weirdness of it. My, my, um, in-laws were staying at their house and one of their, one of my step or stepmother-in-law is that that's the right term, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. My stepmother-in-law's sibling had the, the experience of me popping up in their Netflix and then told her, Hey, Ben's on this like documentary. And I hadn't shared that with them because I don't, I don't need to sit around and watch it with, with my family. Yeah. Um, and then they made me watch it with them. Like the exact uh-huh. thing that, that I yep. was trying to avoid. Uh, and so I did watch it and it, and, um, and I think it's I, like at, overall, I think it's pretty good, but there's nothing in it, Don, that's surprising. There's right. no, there's no, like for you and I, like, and probably for listeners of food safety talk, there's no, there's no new revelation. It's really just telling the story of, it's complicated and it depends around right. food safety, right? Like, and and it, it, the the narrative is is kind of like the first act is all about um, uh, talking through the impacts of Jack in the Box on regulations, and um, you know, really the 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 story of of Bill Marler um, and, and you know, growing his his law firm, and then uh, you know, really fighting and being an advocate for people that got sick and 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 then the second half of the story you know if first half or first act really ends with with bill saying i we uh, none of my cases are are ground beef anymore right like like something has been fixed and changed and the second half is all about um salmonella and campylobacter and chicken and um uh e coli 15787 in romaine lettuce and 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 that these are the the two next things that we need to think about kind of thing right that's that's essentially the story um but there there are some real like there's some cringy moments um in it and this is like that that's a word that i that people who are not in the world of food safety have shared with me like watching there there there's some awkward times with um um sandy eskin and frank Giannis on camera talking about how fda and usda regulates things and just you know like the the producers and director of the of the story told a very compelling story, but there's like long, you know, pauses and awkward, you know, silences and and looks. Like they they just did a good job of like taking what what's given in an interview and, and construct, constructing a story about it. So that I I think that there's some drama that uh, that comes out that that is not just about the story of food safety. That that I thought was um, people the takeaways from the non food safety world is like oh that that seems like no one knows what they're doing, um, which which is really really interesting. So um, yeah, no, but but, yeah. but I mean again, and not to defend uh, no. our our friends and colleagues who came off poorly in those interviews, but number one, it's hard doing those interviews. It's, number two, there the the documentary 
producers have an agenda, right? Yeah. And they're going to cut those interviews in a way that emphasizes their point. They're not going to fabricate anything, but there's ways that you can cut an interview um, to make someone look good or look bad, right? And uh, yep. um, yeah, I think I think they did a pretty good job of making some people look pretty bad. Um, which you know, I mean, that's whatever. It's 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 all in the game, yo. Um, you know, absolutely. If you come, if you come at the king, you best not miss. Um, you know, and other <laughs> other tropes from the wire. But um, yeah, it's it's that's that's the way it goes, right? Um, and yeah, you and you you know you can't. If you agree to be interviewed, then you agree to set yourself up for that. And, you know, yep. no amount of media training is going to help you if they if there are really some things that that are maybe need to be fixed or are that are complicated and you cannot explain in a soundbite. Right. Or right. Oh, that absolutely because of I mean, I and I feel I, the most one I feel the most bad about is is really Sandy Eskin because she's yep. such a nice person and she has such good intentions. I know like she really wants to make the world a better place. And and I haven't seen the documentary, but I've heard that she did not come across well at all, which is which is quite unfortunate. But and she just was a lot of uh, no comment or the regulations, the the something, something I can't talk about that. Right. Which is actually true. Like, yeah. you know, if yeah. you are a, a government, if you are um, uh, an, a government uh, employee, who is uh, basically at a higher level within these agencies, you're a political appointee and you really, and even if you're not, you are bound by what the lawyers within that organization tell you, you can, and you cannot say, and that's, you know, that's, it's not a dodge. It's just the reality. You could, you could go off script and say stuff like that, but then there would be consequences to your job. And if you want to stay in your job and you want to make a difference and do good thing again, I'm not, I'm sounding maybe like I'm apologizing for the agency, which I don't intend to do. I'm just trying to, for people that might not be in that world, maybe as closely as we are, I'm just trying to give a, a, uh, perhaps what is hopefully a useful perspective. Yeah, ab absolutely. And I, I could like, could not agree with you more. And, and it is like my experience for, for, for the, the interview, it, it was like two and a half years ago, first of all. Right. So I don't, I can't right. remember what I said. Right. right. And, and so, and I, I know that Sandy and, and Frank were more recent than that because two and a half years ago, I don't think Sandy was in that position. Um, yeah, March, March 24th, 2021, she was appointed. Oh, okay. Well maybe, yeah. Uh, so it's not, I guess, that, that, yeah, that's longer ago than, than I remembered, but, um, but it, it, it was, um, you know, I, my, my interview was like almost three and a half hours, three hours. Right. Um, and, and they talked about like, it's, it's interesting cause I can see certain, um, they, they asked me very similar answer or questions to what they asked a few other people because, and then like use their answer. Like, I was like, oh, right. they would have, they asked me about like this, like, how does, yeah. cr how does cross contamination happen in a kitchen? And and there was another right. person who, who answered that. And, and they gave this like really kind of cool graphic around, you know, moving stuff back and forth, like to spice uh, containers, uh, right. and stuff and stuff like that. Um, but, but it is like you, I think you're, you're exactly right. It's like, it's, it's all in the game. Like if you want to, if you want to be part of it, you know, and I, I always know that I could come off really, it could be really bad. Like I could have, you know, I could have said something or I could have like reacted in a way that, that if, if, uh, if someone was looking for it to fit their narrative, that, that it, it could be used in, in lots of different, different ways in different contexts. And that's like, 
that's what you, you what you kind of sign up for. Um, and so, but yeah, I, 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 there, there are a few folks that, that I, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't think came, you know, uh, came off, uh, great in the, um, in the documentary and we know them outside of the documentary and, and their, and, and their, their hearts are in the right, in the right place. Um, and, and it's something that they're, you know, food safety stuff that they're focused on, but, but it didn't, it doesn't always fit the story that the director is trying to tell. Um, and so, yeah, it, but I think the, like the, there were a couple we'll link to a couple of things here. There was like, the, it, it became weird for, for me because it, you know, it was the like star on the internet for a couple of days, like outside oh, yeah. of the world of food yeah, safety. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. um, like there was a salon article about it. Rolling Stone reviewed it. Yep. Um, so that kind of stuff was like, whoa, that's this is weird, um, to be here. And then just as quickly as that happened, it's gone, right? Like, um, uh, you know, twenty, you know, th- three weeks later, that the the poison conversation is not in the public realm anymore because right. we because we moved on. Well, yeah, we moved on. Uh, so yeah, it was. Um, I, I yeah, I the the i i would i absolutely would do something like this again even knowing that it's all in the game yo right like yeah. um and and cuz i think it's important that we're that that we're part of these things um and, right. and, and I, here here's the yeah. thing like if you if you don't do the interview they're going to find somebody else to interview so if you want to have the chance of getting your message out or your perspective on the situation out you you have to agree to do the interview and it's perfectly fine if you don't but if you don't play then you you don't get to bitch right now if exactly. you do play and they misquote you or they cut your interview up then you i guess you can you can bitch um you know which and people certainly have right yeah. um but that's yeah it's all yeah. the game yo <laughs> it's all the game yo um uh i i had a an exchange um with a, a friend of ours who will, who will remain um nameless who who saw saw the hype food safety person saw the hype uh left it for a couple of days um and and then um came back uh to uh um you know like to to view it uh and then texted me and um said uh you know like hey this is, it was a good story and it was a lot of inside baseball stuff that we already knew yeah. right like for us oh, and mm-hmm. which is really kind of nice like there was um, you know, they, I think they did a good job explaining some of like all the stuff that we would talk about. And if we were teaching a class to undergraduates about the food safety regulations and complications that exist, like right. this, it, and they did a good job at that. Like, you know, highlighting, yeah, it is real messy. It's not a system. What, what's the quote? Though? It's not, it's not the system we would have created, but it's the system we have. We have, right. Yeah. It, yeah, it really is. I mean, why do we have two food safety agencies, you know, why, why is FD, our USDA plants often continuously inspected and FDA plants are inspected maybe once a year, depending? Well, cause that's just the system that we have now and it doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, you know, why, why, why do we have listeria? Why can we have listeria in Canada, but you know, in, in, in low levels in foods that don't support the growth, but not in the U S well, that's just the regulations that we have. Right. Yep. So, Yep. And it could um, change. Like we, we could, you know, the regular, I mean, we didn't used to have the food safety modernization act and we didn't used to have the, food, the produce safety rule, which is part of the food safety modernization act. And, uh, you know, we almost didn't have the food safety modernization act, right? Like right, that was right. really a kind of a last minute 
thing um, that that happened. But you know, we have it, and now we got to you know, FDA has to make uh, you know uh, uh, policy or, or you know uh, rules around around the act. So yeah, well, absolutely, and um, yeah, and and it like what one thing that I thought was really um, inter- like interesting is it it may at least for the short time raise this this idea of like oh maybe there's some there like maybe we need some different policy reform or maybe some of the structure that we have created needs to be relooked at and that's something that you know Rosa DeLauro um, who's in Congress has, has talked about uh, quite a bit and and is really a proponent for that but you know maybe maybe something like this leads to that nudge forward maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't do anything at all maybe it just evaporates and goes away um it, it's like I, I think that's the like I don't know the the interesting part of uh, of the the weird the weird month, right? It's like everybody right. cares for a, a, like a very short amount of time, and then it kind of goes away. Um, yeah, and, it's like and, it's like being the the main character on Twitter. You know, you probably don't want to yeah. be the main character on Twitter, uh, especially if you're you know um, ha- not helping your daughter open a can of beans, <laughs> right? Um, but you know, and then it's gone, right? And then it's gone. Um, yeah. And, well, but I mean, and and again, I I will say like. Um, I've really been enjoying um, John's uh, John Roderick's Patreon, uh, which is a subscriber only podcast, uh, Dear John uh, Letters, where he talks about everything, uh, you know, including stuff that doesn't get mentioned on uh, Roderick on the line or was not mentioned on um, uh, Roadwork, the show he used to do with Dan Benjamin. But it's real. It's just a fascinating glimpse inside his his life and what it was like. And he has repeatedly talked about being dad and the fallout from being dad and, and how that is still um, it has still has direct impact on his life because uh, he lost his most uh, popular and lucrative podcast because of that. So right, right, you know, which yeah. is not one that I've listened to, but apparently a lot of people like that that show. People, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, yeah. The the internet's a strange place. <laughs> it uh, is. It is, and 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 stranger all the time. Stranger, yeah, strangers and stranger all the time. Um, so let's uh. Let's talk about let's talk about milkshakes. Um, what's uh, what do you what do you what do you want to talk about with this? <laughs> well, I thought we should I, the one that I would like to start with is um, the one that I just put in the Dropbox. Yep. Uh, this is a, a, an article from Inside Edition, um, and, and it mostly it's not it's not so much about milkshakes as it is a comment on the media, <laughs> specifically Inside Edition. Yes. Um, uh, three people dead and six hospitalized after a listeria outbreak from Washington restaurants milkshakes. And I want you to to scroll down. It's the fourth uh, fourth graph. Um, and tell me the name of the famous uh, food safety lawyer that you see there. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, well, uh, you you know him as uh, uh, as Mister as Mister Marler, but people in his circle know him as Walter. 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 <laughs> So yeah, um, this is the high high reporting standards of uh, Inside Edition, and then the reason why I saw this article was uh, I'm quoted. Um, oh, uh, did you talk? But to that? not no. Well, not about <laughs> this. Not about this. So they did a story. Oh yeah, where they had, I think they did me had me on camera. Um, 2019. Uh, talking there about um, yeah. they, they a while back, uh, they did a testing of ice cream from soft serve machines. Um, so yeah, so 2019 Inside Edition investigation found that 40 uh, that that of the 40 samples from different fast food chains and independent shops in Seattle, 
I'm not sure that was Seattle they tested, but okay. Nine samples showed unacceptable levels of coliform bacteria. Um, and then I talk about, um, well, you know, it's no, you shouldn't have coliforms in your ice cream. So uh, they they have a sanitation problem. So so somebody at Inside Edition very quickly uh, realized that they had a perspective on this. Um, and maybe they actually did interview Marler because he's, you know, he's uh, he'll do interviews if, if you know, it means getting the word out. So but I just I just thought it was an example of how. Um, you know, how the sausage gets made, uh, literally, um, uh, not, not literally, but figuratively, um, how the, how the, the TV sausage gets made. If you've ever watched how TV, uh, gets made, it's, um, it, 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 it again, it's like a documentary, right? Like if you've never been interviewed to be in a documentary, you might not understand why your three hours was cut down to, you know, 30 seconds right. or whatever right. it was. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's i, I want to talk a little bit about this this like outbreak in in more mm -hmm. detail too and and sure. uh, i'll let me i'm i found the uh, this uh this article as well that i just sent you um and this is from the washington state department of health and so it's kind of a an overview of of the outbreak it, itself right so there's six um individuals three deaths um in you know when this was published on the 18th of august and i think it's up to seven now um uh I, I, I th you know, yeah oh maybe no maybe it's only six uh anyway uh uh, all of the individuals who, uh, all six people in conditions made their immune systems less able to fight disease. Um, it certainly has been linked to, um, the, um, you know, uh, frugal's restaurant, um, uh, because, mil uh, in Tacoma, Washington, because milkshakes and ice cream have caused listeria outbreaks in the past, the Tacoma Pierce County health department collected milkshake samples from the restaurant on August 8th on August 18th, all the flavors of milkshakes were found to be contaminated mm -hmm. with the same strain of listeria that caused the outbreak. Okay. Um, so, okay. This outbreak, um, uh, uh, Oh, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, um, Good. Ooh, um the, so I want you to scroll down to how you can prevent listeriosis. Okay. Okay. In the, on this page. So, um, don't eat unpasteurized soft cheese. Okay. Got it. Don't eat unheated deli meat, cold cuts, hot dogs, and fermented dry sausages. Um, okay. I, you know, don't eat pre-made deli salads, refrigerate pate or meat spreads. Uh, all right. Refrigerate smoked fish. Okay. Um, don't eat raw or likely cooked sprouts. And then like, don't eat cut melon left out for more than two hours. One hour if it's exposed to temperatures 90 degrees or hotter. Like that one doesn't like land for me, right? The same way that the other ones do. Like I wouldn't put uncut melon in the same uh, category as like unpasteurized cheeses. Um, mm. And then don't eat raw unpasteurized milk, yogurt, and ice cream, right? Okay, that's that's fine. But what's, you know... Well, here's the thing, Ben. If yeah. all of these people in this outbreak had done all of those things, uh -huh. they would still have listeria because the, the right. key take-home message here is don't have milkshakes from restaurants that don't clean their milkshake mixers. Exactly. Right. right? Like that's that, that, but, but that's not action as they say, actionable. Right. Uh, um, right. Like how, how would you do that? Right. Uh, 
Yeah. And I don't know how you would do but, that. But the, right? the, I mean, how? Yeah. I mean, obviously, some it's some it's the restaurant's job to do a better job. Well, so let's take let's break it all the way down. There's probably some fundamental design flaw in milkshake mixers, right? Like, so somebody like ultimately, and I wonder, this is a good question for Marler. Um, like, what's the liability of the milkshake mixer manufacturer, right? That, that makes machines that are difficult to clean or impossible to clean. So, so one, we have to redesign the milkshake mixers. Number two, we need to instruct the restaurants on how to clean them. Um, and I don't know what the step three is, right? If we yeah. did those two things, we would manage the risk. Now, the listeria had to come from somewhere, but it's only in the milkshake. It's it's the it's the lack of cleanability of the milkshake mixers that mean that they get colonized with listeria, probably high levels of listeria that break off and get into the milkshake. Because again, listeria, as I repeatedly say on this podcast, trying to convince I'm not sure who, listeria is not a low dose pathogen. And so these people probably ingested pretty high. And that's another thing too that I would really wish that was in this is they, they said they tested the milkshake mixers and they found listeria i bet they didn't try to make milkshakes and enumerate listeria right. i would really like to know just even if it's a guess the level of listeria in the milkshakes made from these mixers and washington's again nothing not to slam on washington state they found the outbreak right and they fixed it right but i really wish they had done some like they if they impound these milkshake mixers send them to a lab make milkshakes from them right let's find out the levels ex predicted or expected levels of listeria being thrown off by these milkshake mixers and then and let's do a deep dive into how to how to could they be let's take half the milkshake mixers and uh and clean them right, right and then right. and then see and then see if they throw off listeria right and then yeah so i really like, the, yes all this, of, like this yeah, yeah no <laughs> this is going to keep happening until we figure out how to how to design and or clean milkshake mixers yep yeah and and what what do we need to um what what kind of like resources do we need to give the the industry to convince them that this is something they need to focus on right like what one thing that i thought was really well, well, and, and yeah. what what is even the industry here right right, right. the yeah. industry is probably not chain restaurants chain restaurants probably have this fixed right but these are i guess mom and pop or no that's it is a chain right this one's but a it's, chain but it's a yeah. well but it's only one it's only one restaurant right well it's only one restaurant that um that uh that led to this out like that this outbreak was linked to yeah but um let's see here uh i'm sending you a frugal burger locations let's yep. look at how many of these places there are they've got uh um uh montana and washington one two three four five six seven so okay. in one of the articles um i'll send you right now um we learn the plot thickens that frugal frugal did a good thing and they shut down all of their milkshakes all 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 so um uh, the health department says no other frugals are affected, but the chain is shutting down and testing all milk make machines just to be sure. So they recognize, okay, there's something with our machines, right? We've got the same machines, seven different places. We need to figure out what, what's going on here, even though we, it's only one that's been linked to this, to this outbreak. Because there could be listeria in all of them. Um, right. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but, but that to me is it, like, 
it's one of these things where you, you, you know you you met you already kind of mentioned this on what what do we want to add to this list and it's it's not getting milkshakes from a place that doesn't know or doesn't clean or has trouble cleaning and sanitizing their milkshake uh, milkshake machines um and that's not like it's not actionable but that's something that i feel like if you're in a high risk group and maybe this is a better risky or not question i don't know if you don't if you go in and you ask a question i don't know if you get the like get any answer that would make you feel good um, about the ability of of that chain or that mom and pop place to clean their milkshake mixer and so if you're a really high risk for listeria should you be drinking milkshakes at a restaurant i don't know like is right. yeah really like right. that's and, that, yeah yeah and and in the article um milkshake machines will be kept out of service until the tacoma pierce county health department determines they're free of listeria well you know what what i would do if i was that store i wouldn't take those mixers back right right how I, I, no like just just like no like don't use those don't give <laughs> donate them to a food safety laboratory right um yeah but don't don't make keep making milkshakes with them and then and then think about as a corporation admittedly a small one um how, how are you gonna yeah i mean yeah how are, how are you gonna fix this right like long-term fix this right right and 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 the issue like isn't whether it still has listeria on it right now right like you're going to clean and sanitize this thing the issue is over repeated use if it's if if listeria is introduced into it can you get it out of it next time right, right. like the, you know your point about just the milkshake manufacturer milkshake mixing manufacturers um and the cleanability and sanitize the like San sanitation ability i don't know what the right word is there um uh, of their um of their machines that's really the like that's the issue here right like, because as a as a restaurant operator if it if i'm buying a piece of equipment for the food code talks about this right you have to, it has to be cleanable and sanitizable um and and oh, and there's like some sort of nsf standard that that allows you to look at a piece of equipment and be like oh if it's got the nsf stamp on it it should be it should be fine that that's part of the story here to me as well it's like right. the the operator is is going to i think trust that whatever they buy is going to be able to like it's going to be able to do the job without having a public health consequence um if it's got an NSF stamp on it well and 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 it and it's not a requirement that it have an NSF stamp like what's right. missing from all this i want to know what's the what kind of milkshake mixers did this restaurant have right yeah. I, I i i saw i i've and this has happened before when we talked about the listeria outbreak linked to hospitals um i, I want to know so much more about about the world of milkshake mixers that are out there right nsf certified not nsf certified like what's that world and i and i i don't i mean i guess where would you find out i guess you could talk to people that run that are that are run these small chains or mom and pops like when you go to a restaurant supply catalog and you choose milkshake mixers like what what's that world look like right right cool um all right I'm, we'll we'll throw a few more links in here um to show notes but um something to nsf food equipment standards and then that there was a 
um, it, this exact issue was uh, talked about at CFP in 2018. Um, the issue that you would like the conference to consider, um, the, uh, creating a, a committee to clarify the term easily cleanable. Right? Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yes. I don't indeed. know. What, I don't yes know if indeed. that actually happened or not. Oof. Um, but we'll, uh, I guess we'll, we'll have to I, go into the, um, the bowels. I don't, of, uh, I don't, of it. I don't think it happened. I don't remember. This was council one. I don't remember. Yeah. That, I don't remember that this had action on it. So yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't our, our council, but yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, this was, so I don't like this is the thing um and and I I'll, I'll you know I'll I'll share something that our our friend um Donna Donna Garen uh Deep Freeze has talked about as it relates to Bluebell um as, as well I or maybe it wasn't Bluebell but it makes it makes sense that it would be it's about you know just about ice cream and and listeria and and the you know billion not well maybe billions of servings of of ice cream um, that didn't lead to illness and, and a very small number that did with a high right. risk group. Right. And right. so, you know, the, like you, you, you talked about this at the start, this high dose, uh, need of listeria. There's lots of listeria that's being consumed in, in milkshakes, I would guess throughout the U S that are not hospitalizing and, and leading to deaths. And so the, what the, the risk risk versus hazard presence, um, in this whole thing, but, but I still don't know, like, you know, to me, it's about the, you know, it's not like, no, don't go eat, don't drink um, milkshakes. But if you're really high risk for listeria um, and we're telling people, you know, don't eat pre-made deli salads, don't eat unheated deli meat, don't eat unpasteurized cheese. Like, I mean, that's right in there. Like, maybe it's if you aren't, if, if you don't know the sanitation of the milkshake mixer, don't eat milkshakes that are commercially produced. I don't, I don't know. Like how, when, how, how, what is it, what, what would it take for us to get to that situation to add that to the list? I don't know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this is, this is a tough one. Um, and, okay, and so, like, so just to oh, yeah. close the loop on, uh, 2018 one 009, um, it was accepted as amended and, uh, the conference recommends that a letter be sent to FDA requesting an interpretation of the definition easily cleanable. So, ah. so it went from forming a committee to FDA, please uh, interpret the def uh, request that please provide us with an interpretation of easily cleanable. So now we got to find out what FDA did in response to that. That Yes. Okay, good. All right. We, uh, follow, so we're making follow. progress. We're making yeah. progress. We, yeah. Uh, so, okay, cool. Um, hey, uh, Don, I just want to uh, break in uh, with uh, uh, you know some some news for you. Um, uh -huh. uh, 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 we received an email, uh, dear Food Safety Talk team. That's that's mm -hmm. you and I, uh, uh -huh. but it only came to you. But that, that's okay. You're the you're, you're the email team guy. Um, uh -huh. I'm Kumail, the CEO of Xenia, a platform transforming operations in the food and beverage industry. We streamline work orders proactive maintenance, reliable food safety measures, and consistent quality inspections. Um, uh, and uh, they, they'd love to, um, Kumail would love to share insights on our podcast and believe that the uh, experiences could provide valuable content for our audience, really for the customer journey, I think, Don. Um, so, 
<laughs> so so he 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 wants to come on our podcast yes. at least at least he wants that and he doesn't want to write a article for our website for our website which we also yeah. get people want to people think our food safety talk website um we accept articles from people um which is not true it's a podcast so that's it'll Kamel at least got that part right so <sighs> That's good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. We don't, we're probably not going to do that. Um, probably not. The, probably the, not. Oh, um, we, we also, we could also have an expert from uh, IFT. Um, come oh, and talk yes. To us. Are you, you know, that's, so are you an expert from IFT? I think I am. Because I was. <laughs> I used to for be. A while. Me too. I used to be. I don't, yeah. I think, I don't know. IFT's kind of uh, been through some, some changes, um, you know, and I'm not really sure that I'm involved in, in them uh, much anymore, except <laughs> I, maybe as a department chair who wants to maintain the uh, status of his program. Um, so I'm interested in that respect. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I used to be on this list um, that where if an IFT affiliate invited me, ah, mm-hmm. I could go. I, and I was, th- this is, I, I've, I've, um, I don't believe I have ever been a member of IFT. Maybe, oh, really? maybe one year I was, um, and uh but but it's like i've I've only ever been to the meeting two times maybe three times um never been for more than like fly in do my talk and fly out um so it's not it's not my scene but somehow i got on this list and then affiliates would call me and be like hey can you come to like an hour outside of cincinnati um and talk to our our affiliate um i was like oh okay cool sure and they're like yeah we found you in the ift expert database and if you come then ift will pay for your like your travel to come to our meeting i was like oh that's that's weird okay great uh so i did that a few times i haven't done mm-hmm. it recently um anyway i did love that that maybe they were pitching us on us for our <laughs> for our, for our um, um for food safety talk right like right. you could you you can uh um get uh experts to yeah um speak to an expert from ift uh i can facilitate it so i feel like i'm already speaking to an expert from ift with you <laughs> yeah uh, and you know i mean we 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 don't always have guests on this podcast sometimes sometimes we schedule guests um and they don't show up uh true now, uh, which, now i don't know were you were you aware that the last time we were supposed to have a podcast we were going to have a guest yeah, probably not. Because you, do you read your emails? No, I do. I do. And and do you know that that uh, said guest joined at a at a totally different time? Thinking, oh, did he know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking that it was uh, uh, Walter's on West Coast time, right? Um, yeah. I did explain that to Walter <laughs> when we scheduled the call. Yeah, I did explain. So, I I pointed out specifically that it would be very correct. early in the morning for him. Correct. And he correct. said that's okay. Yes. Um. And and he said no, no, no. Um, and then I, I, uh, so he, he showed up at a, at a different time when we weren't doing our podcast. Um, and well, that's good. I, he showed up. Yeah. And I got the notification on my, okay, like, Hey, that's good. Walter's yeah. joined your, your meeting, um, your zoom. And I, then I texted him cause I was in a meeting. I was like, Oh, yeah. um, FSD was at, you know, this other time. And then I was like, and, and also we didn't actually have it. Right. I didn't, I didn't tell him that. Didn't tell um, him that. Okay. But I did say, can you join this episode? <laughs> Um, and, and his answer was a bit too early for an old guy. And I okay, said, okay, let enough, me see if enough. we can move to, how about, a, how about if we choose to, how about if we meet him at a restaurant in Seattle? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And he's meeting someone else and, tro- and we'll think that we're trolling. Him. Oh, so 
So yeah, we got to get him on uh, another. Yeah, I, I we do. Episode. I mean, he's a shameless, uh, shameless self promotion uh, guy, but we we do love him uh, dearly, um, Walter. <laughs> yes, yeah, we love. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Love, love our Walter. Uh, uh, so so we got we got that. Um, uh, I I do. Uh, you know, we we got something in the um, uh, in the Dropbox that I just want to give a shout out um, to uh, to our our friend uh, Rich Linton, who's uh, you know now the the oh. president of uh, Kansas State University. He sent a message uh, around uh, a couple of weeks ago, just um, letting everyone know that he was diagnosed with throat and tongue cancer, um, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's stepping away from uh, his his uh, presidency um uh in, for the short term during treatment um and just wanted to send positive vibes uh his way and and share we we've had a lot he was my uh the he's the dean that hired me into my department head position and has been a, a really great mentor uh for me throughout my career and uh yeah just it, it's it sucks when when stuff like this happens to, to to anybody and especially people that are um that that you're close with and, and mean a lot to you so uh yeah yeah positive vibes. Yeah, I was I was just I was just thinking I was thinking about Rich today, I think. Um just because I'm new in this department chair role and you know Rich has always been a guy looking for the next opportunity and like in a good way, not in, a, in an aggressive way. Um and I was really, you know, happy to hear that he gave, he was a department chair and then he was a dean and then he's a president and yeah, this is just is sad sad news and uh we we wish him the best. Um, yeah, because it's got to be, it's got to be tough. But again, he's a, he's a he's a classy guy. He's like, okay, I got to do this thing. This is the 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 best thing for me and for my family. And you know, the and and the university will will manage, right? Yeah, yeah. And and it, it first, like, I don't I don't know, um, you know, I don't know a lot about uh, you know, tongue and and throat cancer, but but for someone who is you know so much of what makes him great at his job is um you know he how engaging he is uh when when you speak with him and and when, you know he's such such a great listener but also like very thoughtful on mm-hmm. um on providing um you know lots of great feedback um and uh, you know that i you know I, I just i hope hope everything hope hope this this cancer challenge doesn't impact his his ability um you know, to, for, for communication. Cause that's, that's, his, that, that's a one, one big gift that he has. And I'm, I'm thinking a lot about that um, when I got this message from him. So yeah. Yeah. Sad, sad stuff, uh, but, but wish him well. And, and he, uh, and, and hopefully, hopefully that, you know, the, he, he did, he did text me and say that it's, uh, it's treatable and curable and that's, that's very positive, but sucks. So, um, so, um, I put something in here. Uh, what, what else did I want to talk about? What's the Nebula mat, Don? What's this? Oh, so let's talk about your, Nebula mat. Yeah, your door mat deserves so, an upgrade, is what what I hear. So <laughs> I was, um, I was. Let me see how I can do this easily. So I was contacted by a friend. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, who says. Let's see. Um, and we'll, the friend will remain anonymous. Um, Absolutely. 
does uh, uh so the friend writes uh my girlfriend is doing some freelance social media work for a company that makes this weird mat that sprays some kind of chemical on the bottom of your shoes uh that you then wipe off uh the idea being that it sanitizes the bottom of your feet so you can wear your shoes indoors or inside um and then he he provides a link um and then he says um Let's see. Uh, we get into a little bit of discussion. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, okay. So, th and this is so then he, he screen caps a conversation with his girlfriend. Uh, Nebula Matt didn't get EPA approval. Uh, <laughs> they're using hydrochloric acid liquid. The aerosol company that we use has an EPA certification. We cannot use their EPA certification. And so um, I, I sent, I got a guy, Ben. I don't know if you, I got a couple guys actually, yeah, uh, yeah. but I did, I did send a message to one of my guys and uh, my guy answers uh, the short answer. Oh. And so, uh, so uh, the question is uh, what kind of trouble could they get into <laughs> given that prelude? Um, uh, short answer to your question is maybe they could get in trouble. I would need to know more about the solution they're using. If it is EPA registered by the vendor they're buying it from, then they may be okay. But they cannot change the chemical's name without getting a registration, probably a type called a sub-registration of the Nebula Mist's own. The other issue is that the EPA registration for the chemical has to have this application on the label. It may also need to specify how it's being sprayed. That depends on how fine the mist is sprayed, et cetera. Uh, I looked for an EPA number for the chemical and could not find one. So it's a little hard to give a firm answer. Um, happy to chat with your friend. So, yeah. So so that's why that's how the uh, Nebula mat came across my doorstep, literally huh. uh, or figuratively, not, not literally. So so. So here, like I, I, I've been uh, noodling through the site here. Mm -hmm. So, um, what what their goals are? I, I always like that, right? Their mission: to improve health. Your health is our top priority with our mat. Right. Um, Nebula, Nebula mats an innovative disinfection technology eliminates harmful germs and bacteria, germs and bacteria, providing a cleaner environment for your family and pets. Um, so it's got uh, smart sensors and automatic oper operation. It's, um, it's minimum requires minimal effort. Um, it's smart and effortless. Uh, it it's intelligent and intuitive. I think ChatGPT wrote this. Um, hmm. uh, you can experience the full benefits of disinfection without any extra steps or hassle. Steps. That is a little pun intended there, right? Oh yes. Step on that. I think so. Uh, so. But I mean, so what's it? I don't really understand what it's doing. It's just oh, it's but, it's like, spraying like, a disinfectant on the bottom of your feet, and that's it as you step on the mat, and that's yeah. it, uh, right? Seems uh, yeah, I guess so. Do you want? Do I? I don't think I want this. <laughs> I, why would you? I mean, I under I I mean, I guess if you're like super germaphobic, but yeah. yeah, it's just it's just it's just spraying sanitizer on the bottom of your feet, right? It's yep. it's kind of like the 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 things that you walk through in a food processing plant, except nicer and for outside of a house. Yeah, and and just um, if you already have very clean shoes, the, then you're sanitizing your clean clean shoes. 
Well, um, I mean, if you're walking around outside, I'm sure we've we've famously um, we've, we've talked about brogues, brogues, brogues. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. and and uh, we we've talked about doing a shoey on the other podcast, right? So, yeah, um, that's different. That's the inside of your shoe. That's the inside of your shoe. Yeah. So say goodbye to indoor shoes. I I don't. We we did we did we did decide on uh, July seventh, uh, two thousand and fifteen, that uh, brogues are low risk. Bro, brogues are low risk. Yeah, I I don't have so um we I I wear my shoes in the house a lot um here we, in, we we're yeah so we we do too and we my wife aspires for us to be a take your shoes off house but um it, it's not happening anytime soon and you know here's the thing the dogs don't wear shoes and they also don't wipe their feet so right. Yeah. Um, but, but we're like, so that's a, uh, in Canada, you're, you're kind of, um, or at least on Ontario where I grew up, your shoes are off once you're in the house. Cause it's oh, messy. That- Cause yeah. Hmm. And, and, and like, it, um, because the really it's because of the snow and wet, right? Like, and right. indoor shoes, outdoor shoes kind of thing. Like even when you go to school, you, you have, uh, your, your boots and then you take those off and then you wear your indoor shoes. Um, okay. in, in elementary school. So I, I get that, ah, but it's but, yeah, yeah. the nebula mat is not, uh, not going to fix, fix that. The future is at your doorstep, Don, literally. There's a lot of great puns that you could, if you had a, if you had a, 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 a doormat shoe sanitizing company, there's, there's, there's a lot that they could, you know, there, there's a lot that they're doing and a lot more that they could do. I'm sure to make this quite a witty, witty website. But oh yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying one. No, whether it's um, EPA approved or not, can you? Uh, this is a, a like an ongoing bit on food safety talk, but mm-hmm. if you were to guess this type of product, would there be someone in the food safety world <laughs> that you think their research would be cited as a reason for this? Could you? Could you guess? Just give me. Just give me the institution that uh, that this individual uh, might work at. That would be the great Canadian institution of Guelph. No, no, you're, no, you, I, no, you missed, oh, you missed oh. this one. T- uh, Texas tech. No, no, it's, it's oh. so, so someone who, someone who's really good at finding bacteria in homes. Oh, Gerba. Yeah. So research conducted by the Arizona. university of Arizona, Arizona yeah. found that the average shoe sole oh. carries, carries nearly 421,000 units of bacteria. Oh, all right. So he didn't do research for them, but he, he, his research is cited. So yes, yes, yes. Yep. Um, these bacteria originate from various sources. Don, your shoes have bacteria, just so you know, uh, you can get them from public restrooms. Um, Yeah. Sidewalks. Have you been on public transportation before? You're getting it there. That's where you're getting no, the but bacteria. No, but I've, I've been in the world where the germs (laughs) exist. (laughs) Yeah. As we enter our homes, we deposit these germs and and it and pathogens too on our floors. Germs and pathogens. Oh yep. my gosh, it's yep. both. We got to worry about. Yep. Floors, carpets, and doormats exposing our living space to potential health hazards. Uh, pathogens like Staph aureus, commonly Staphylococcus aureus, commonly known as Staph, and commonly found at the gym, are frequently found on shoes. That is a sentence that I would love to write again uh, or read again. Um, a study published in the Journal Journal of Environmental Science and Technology found that 96% of shoe soles tested positive for coliform, indicating the presence of fecal matter. Uh, additionally, 27% of shoes tested positive for the dangerous bacteria Escherichia coli. E. coli. Mm, which, nah. 
right? I'm not sure. I'm not Don, sure. It's what, dangerous. What's it in, in our intestines. Yep. So is it? If it's Leave your intestines at the door. There? Yeah. Leave, take your intestines off at the door. I don't want those in my house. Um, the risks associated with germs on soul, souls are not to be taken lightly. Don, if you're not panicked about this, you should be. Is what I'm hearing. The children. Ben, there's there there's four thousand twenty one four four hundred and twenty one thousand units of bacteria yeah. on an average shoe. All those mine probably have units. more. I stepped in dog poop the other day. Oh, you, you're you you're off the unit scale. You're 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 in the you're in the millions. TMTC TNTC units. Um. Oh man, understanding this potential risk empowers us to take action and protect our homes and our loved ones. Don, if you're not, I feel what after reading this, if you don't get a nebula mat, you're you're a problem for society. <laughs> you're yep. Let's uh, step into a cleaner and healthy future together, one shoe at a time. Oh wow. Okay. Nebula mat. Um, um I put something in here and I can't remember why. So Okay. That's always yeah. good. Yeah. Notes from the field. Outbreak of norovirus linked to a food establishment in Illinois, November 2022. Okay. The Tazewell illness from MMWR. Uh, you know, it's, uh, shout out to MMWR. Th th again, thank you for the for the mug that you only mm -hmm. sent me, didn't send Don. Um, and I am enjoying my coffee out of it right now. Uh 317 norovirus illnesses linked to restaurant A in uh, uh, Tazewell, Illinois, or well, I guess it's from the Tazewell, Illinois uh, um, uh, County uh, Health Department. So um, I think what I want, uh, where is it? Here, here we go. Um, based on data obtained from the questionnaire, sus uh, suspected food vehicle was salad, okay? Mm. 227 of 268 ill people and 15 of 40 controls consume salad. 27 ill people did not eat salad, but did consume additional sauces and dressings. Um, the investigation indicated contamination occurred throughout the food preparation process, included, including the division of the salad toppings, dressings, um, preparation with ungloved hands by a food handler who had vomiting on November 22nd and worked November 21st, 22nd and 23rd likely served as the main contributor to this outbreak. That's what I wanted to talk yep. about. Bing right there, right there. So here's yep. the thing. If you are uh, vomiting, I don't care how well you wash your hands. I don't care if you're wearing gloves or not. I yep. don't want you in the restaurant period, full stop. I don't want you in the restaurant doing something else. I want you not in the restaurant. I want you home with full benefits and pay convalescing. That's what I want. Yep. Yep. And, and if we can't figure this out, three, these things are going to keep happening. And like, yep. here, the yep. scale of this is like this person, one people, person. Yeah. 300. It's, and 17. It's, it's norovirus. People yep. that are vomit have a lot of norovirus on them. And um, yeah. And it doesn't take much to make people sick. And yeah, but mostly it's being driven by the massive amount of norovirus that's shed by vomit and diarrhea, right? Yep. Now it yep. says it says the the individual had vomiting on November twenty seventh. I got a twenty second. I've got to imagine they had diarrhea too. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I yep. mean, I'd like to know a little bit more, but that's okay. 
Yep, they reported vomiting, right? So, so they reported uh, vomiting, right? Yep. Um, maybe, it, maybe even at work, right? Yep. Um, yeah, this is uh, so. Uh, these these are the like we. This is not going to go away, <laughs> like until until we stop having people show up to yep. work ill. Yep. And if if you like the fact that it wasn't reported that this person continued to work probably because and like let's just guess right that they were either you know and actually i want to talk to you about uh, labor in the food service industry here in a second um Mm -hmm. but uh they're they're showing up to work for a variety of reasons one maybe they're not getting paid if they don't show up to work two that they're kind of pressured to show up because they're short-staffed and Mm -hmm. if they don't show up now we have we have a real problem uh yeah that's that the ding 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 that's it yep. right like yep. that that's uh i don't know i don't know what to do <laughs> don't don't have this anymore okay so um well I, and you know and i really think too i mean you know i would like to know more about this restaurant right like i'd like to know i restaurant a classic uh cdc uh restaurant a i'd like to know the name of the restaurant i'd like to know whether it's a chain or not um i i want i want i want more information um yeah yep. that's all um let's see if i can find it patrons the restaurant oh my yeah I, there's a there's an article from 25newsshow.com mm-hmm. uh which says uh monocle's restaurant monocle's monocle's there we go um restaurant a monocle's what what uh what kind of stuff they do there monocle no it's a pizza place. Oh, how about that? There you go. Salad, pizza. There you go. Uh, there, that, that's Monocle's uh, Pizza of Washington. Yep. So not a, yeah, just a, just your generic pizza place, you know? Yep. Yep. What? Yep. Exactly. Huh. There you go. And, uh, and, and I like, again, let's, let's not guess too much at it, but you know, I would th- think that someone who's running a pizza place, um, thinks, ah, if they're sick, we're just, we're, we're cooking the pizza anyway. Right. Like right. not thinking about the, the salad. Um, but there's this, there's heat steps that are involved and now nah, no big, no big deal. Um, again, total, total guessing, um, on that, but nah. Um, okay. So I got a question, um, from, uh, someone who's writing an article, uh, for a trade, uh, magazine about, um, and I'll just read this to you. Um, what um zeroing in on how the labor crunch with restaurants streamlining their labor and often hiring more inexperienced workers and introducing more automation like robots might be impacting food safety practices that was the the really the gist of the the interview and so what what are your thoughts on this right like and and if you were the this it was a trade magazine I already did the interview so I'll, I'll share what I what I talked about but mm-hmm. um you know it's a it's trade um uh, industry trade magazine for restaurant operators and so you know the the that that's the audience it's like okay you're dealing with labor don't forget about food safety here are things that you can maybe do or or think about as you have a labor crunch um and and that what you know the specifics on that it's just like it, very very difficult to fill um vacancies in all different levels of food service right now all throughout the u.s um and and so 
like what are the what are the trade-offs of having less staff and and how do you how do you handle food safety what are your what are your thoughts on that well so i mean you know i i've it's hard to separate like from from a food safety perspective the less people the better but i also can't help but like showing my proudly you know, democratic socialist flag here and say, you know, people need a living wage and people need to work. Um, so, uh, you know, but that's separate. That's a separate. Those, so they're really fundamentally incompatible, I think. Right. So I don't I don't know. I feel I feel conflicted. Right. Because from a from a purely food safety point of view, the less people, um, the less people you have, the better. Yeah, it. I like absolutely. Um and the the one thing that I'll I'll add to that here's the like how how things get complicated the less people you have at busy times means there are more chances for mistakes too right when they're in a time crunch oh, and yes so, so that yeah. for for sure right like so if if fewer people mean mistakes that's bad right 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 but the other hand like everybody deserves to have a job that yep. they work normal hours and they can earn a living and 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 you know have a roof over their head and be able to eat and have health care and and all of that right like that right right yeah so yeah i think those two things are are fundamentally perhaps in opposition to each other right yep. and that's just capitalism yep yep and 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 that um one thing that like so there's there's lots of things that that we can make recommendations to the industry on one is exactly the point that you, that you hit on of Okay, let's think about what we're what we're paying people and and for for the in the service area and what kind of um, what, what kind of environment we're we're creating for them to work in so we can keep people here and and then if we can't get people here, uh, you know, can, how do we take the employees that we do have and make it so they're doing things as safe as possible and and not like forcing people into work uh, if they're if they're sick. But but also, and I, I put a link in uh, to a paper that I published a while ago that demonstrated more hand washing mistakes and more cross contamination at busier times throughout the the workday. Like when a lunch rush was happening, there more there are just things more complicated and more chances for for mistakes. And so thinking about simplifying menus, right? Like if if you have a really complicated menu. There might just be things that you can't do if you don't have those employees from a from a food safety standpoint, and that you know. Um, so, like, I talked a little bit about that. The other thing that I talked about with automation, what really comes down to the stuff that we that we got into with with regards to the milkshakes is, uh, you know, robot robots and automa automation is great, but they're you know, the cleaning and sanitizing of those pieces of equipment has to factor into your decision, right? Like you may, you, you may deal with a labor issue on the making of the food, but you may really increase your cleaning and sanitizing labor. And, and it might not net out the way that you, that you think it will, um, with, with some of this. And so, but I, like, I think it was, um, I think it's interesting the the angle of you know like this labor situation that the food service industry is dealing with it, i i'm not i don't think i've done an interview where someone's like and what does this mean for food safety <laughs> right like right, that's right. It, that's a new that's a kind of a new angle which i appreciate it i thought it was that was kind of cool 
Yeah. Well, and I, and again, I will say that I, I, I feel a little bit for the restaurant industry um, because of this, but honestly, it's also their own fault, right? Yeah. For underpaying workers for years, for making people work for tips instead of paying them yep. what they deserve, right? So it's kind of like, um, I feel a little bad for taxi drivers that kind of got their lunch eaten by Uber. And I'm not a big fan of Uber, but you know, uh, and again, we can talk about the, all the problems with Uber, but you know what? Um, they did fix a problem, which is that if you want to get a taxi, you need an easy way to, you need to get a ride from one place to another. You need an easy way to do that. Um, and, and the taxi industry for years, because they had things locked up, um, didn't have any incentive to get better. Right. So it's, it's not exactly analogous, but it is part, it's just part of the general, changing like the way that things are changing because of the way the world you know has changed because of the pandemic but also because of automation and computer technology and all of that so uh yeah it's really interesting that you were asked that question and i'm i had obviously by my rather ill-prepared answer to the question i had not really thought about it so i'm, I'm yeah. glad that i'm glad that you have and yeah and I'm, i appreciate the citation to your to your work from from 2010 right which basically shows uh yeah it's you know when things get busy things go wrong yep more more problems could can arise uh so I guess the last thing that I wanted to talk about today was something we got through email, um, and it was a link to uh, an article this week, or I guess it came out last week, about uh, Rebel Canning. Do you have yes. uh, yeah, you oh, got a I couple do. minutes to talk, some thoughts yeah. on this? Yeah. Can, you, can you hear my stupid dog barking in the background? Uh, not, not really. Like you're, okay. yeah, you're good. Right. So he's, yeah, he's, he's barking because apparently there's men that are climbing on the roof. Um, yeah. That, that's right. So he's very yeah. upset about that. I tried to yeah. call him up here, but uh, the other the other dog is is right here, uh, showing me how good she is and that she's not barking. Um, but yeah, I uh, oh boy, Rebel Canning, man. Um, Jesus, you know, um, what, what was that? There was a great quote um, in here somewhere about uh, oh, I, where was it? It was uh, it was it was it was it was something. There's a few really good ones. Like, something about the uh, the government can't tell me how to can my food. It's like, yeah, you're right. They can't. Yeah. <laughs> they well, don't regulate you. You're home canning. Yeah. Well, and here, so um, the, so this, it tells the story of, uh, of uh, someone who, uh, unrelated to me, Melissa. Unrelated? Chapman. Yeah, unrelated. <laughs> that was my uh, question. Yeah. From uh, your her, cousin. Uh, yeah, my cousin who owns a small sheep farm. Actually, I do have a cousin who who uh, owns a farm, but not in Washington, Selkirk Mountains. Um, but uh, she and her cans- name may or may not be Melissa, spelled with Melissa. I's. Yes, uh, she estimates she cans upwards of two thousand jars of food per year. Um, I there's some fantastic quotes. I let the ancestors guide me, as they say. Chapman says, "I don't follow recipes. I use regular salt and not canning salt." Do not that that's okay. going to have any I'm impact not, on. I'm it. not sure yeah. that that's really the yeah. like good for you breaking the rules, but that's not really how salt works. <laughs> right, right. Um, and, and and while she raises, yeah, I. I can like I cook, uh, okay? And while she raises <laughs> sheep and dogs and goats and cans her own food, Chapman also shepherds her private and public arms of canning rebels, a Facebook group entirely devoted to these practices. Now, there was, so I don't know if you remember this, but canning rebels, um, uh, our, our friend, former uh, 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 leader and, and director of the um, 
uh, a National Center for Home Food Preservation, Elizabeth Andrews, I believe tried to join Canning Rebels, the Facebook group, <laughs> just to see, and they did yeah, not allow they didn't her. Let her. And yeah. I tr also tried to uh, join it when she shared that, and I am also was never allowed in. So we don't know nice. what's going on. But um, Melissa started this uh, this uh, website a decade ago. Um, uh, uh, after seeing a spat over canning another Facebook Facebook group where one member posted that she was planning to can butter, which the USDA says is unsafe. Quote, these people just jumped on her like she had stomped on somebody's kitten. Great quote, uh, Chapman says. Quote, the comments were horrible. They said she was going to kill her family and they were going to call CPS on her. It was just ridiculous. And it, uh, CPS being Child Protective Child and Services. Protective services. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's, uh, um, I don't care who you love, the other quotes from Melissa, she's, she's a, a quote machine. I don't care who you love, I don't care who you pray to or don't pray to, and I don't care who you vote for, Chapman says. It's nobody's business, especially in a canon group. People say, that's why my groups are nice and mellow because I'm a hard ass and I don't give second chances. <laughs> That sounds nice and mellow to me, doesn't yeah, it? Me, yeah, well, yeah. it's mellow because you're not letting any of the experts in to 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 harsher uh, mellow. Um, yeah, so so I'm I just looked at the can. I just did a Google search for Facebook Canning Rebels, and uh, the Canning Rebels public group um, is temporarily paused. Uh, the an admin paused this group on August third, uh, and it will be resume on September thirtieth of this year. So wow. I'm not sure what that's all about but okay yeah oh this this is the public side of canning rebels we are a canning family that cans outside the box if you're looking for something different you have found the group all without punctuation or capitalization oh man so i'm i'm now i kind of want to join the group um no political or religious posts period there will be cussing get used to it no hate speech or bullying doesn't say anything about no experts no, I guess maybe well, maybe as an expert, would, if you're if you're talking about how you're an expert or they should do things safely, I guess could that be hate speech or bullying? I guess, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's a there's a bunch going on here, uh, and they have a whole bunch of TikTok um, videos as well. Uh, over th this is the rebel canning, like I think it's like the hashtag or no, I don't know what it is, but 95 million views on rebel canning of like a whole, like everything that is against the, I'm not, I wouldn't say against, but like just not in, in step with recommendations to uh, national center for home food preservation. Um, stuff like, oops, that's, that's really loud in my ear, in my earbuds. Um, homemade meal in minutes, pressure canning, preserve tomato, stock tomatoes and meat. Um, yeah. Oh, Oh, have you seen canned mac and cheese before? No. No, me either. That sounds gross. Here you go. Well, Here's not, a TikTok I've, video. It's fine. You could can anything. I, I would eat some canned mac and cheese if it was safe. Yeah. I, if it was can, safe, safely canned. The environment canned is safely? not. Yeah. I don't know if they're pressure canned. They must be pressure canned in this. Yeah. It's a low acid canned food, right? It's got to yeah. be. Oh. Oh. Oh, canning friends, if you are, if you, the letter U, are scared with a capital S of botulism, dash, listen up. I'm going to save that one for later. Ooh. 
pressure canned macaroni and cheese. I wonder what. Yeah, I, I, this. I feel like that this is putting a lot of uh, uh, you know, exciting things for um, for our friends, uh, for our friend Carla at the National Center Home Free Preservation, and our friend Caitlin who uh, who works with with Carla on uh, validating some recipes. So, ooh, it's a good one. Um, yeah. So Rebel Canning, we'll link to this. Uh, and, uh, I, uh, yeah. And, and there's some good, also some, some quotes. Uh, I think Carla is quoted, um, in this, uh, as well. Um, uh, I'll quote it in the, in the Eater in, article. In the Eater article. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, she isn't convinced that rebel methods are rooted in science. Yep. Uh, uh yeah. You think yeah. so? I yeah. think probably, yeah. If, well, if, you know, here's the thing. There is something to be said for using the methods that your grandparents did, because if they screwed up, they would be, um, dead before they could pass those methods on. But that is not an efficient way to find, uh, safe canning recipes, I would say. Yep. Um, a big surprise here, uh, twist at the end of the article, Dawn, uh, Chapman claims in all of her years of canning, she's never gotten sick from any of the food she's preser preserved. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's good. Um, because you know, I mean, it doesn't only takes one botulism, yeah. um, uh, outbreak, uh, one botulism case for you to not ever have to worry about anything ever again. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, she's had to deal with spoilage, which is easy to detect by sniffing, unlike botulism, which is odorless. Quote, mm. I've never had any problems in my canning, unlike with restaurants and deli food, she says. People misunderstand misunderstand and think all food poisoning is botulism, but it's not. I, you know, no, I, okay. I don't think people I don't think, think that. that. I don't, yeah. I, I don't think that. Well, and I think even normal people like that are not like you and me think that. I think that's a that's a weird thing to think. Yep. <laughs> yes. You will know when something that you've canned has gone bad. Mm, I, will, will you? Maybe. I, yeah, maybe. maybe. And Hopefully. I mean, good for you. Like, good for you for, I mean, because here's the thing. Botulism, I would say botulism can often um, also spoil the food. It's not a perfect indicator, but by avoiding foods that you've canned, not following USDA yeah. recipes, um, by avoiding eating the ones that smell off, that is increasing your level of safety for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. And, and all I, I come back to, I mean, there, we won't, we won't find all of them. Uh, but, uh, a, a number of, uh, outbreaks, uh, botulism outbreaks that have been, or cases that have been reported in MMWR are, you know, uh, one we'll link to here is, uh, notes from the field, large outbreak of botulism associated with a church potluck meal where this was canned potatoes that were turned into the potato salad. Uh, yep. Did they, so, I mean, is Melissa Chapman saying that they didn't sniff it first? Yeah. Think they would have maybe hard, seen the, hard to say. yeah, the spoilage, hard to say. uh, if, if hard, they well. used her, yeah. Yeah, well, hard, it, hard to say though, because I mean, right. you know, very often. Well, I mean, we'd have to say the who is the because uh, who is the person that that made the meal? Were they elderly? Did they have some problem with their smeller? Right? Are they? You know, were they? You know, were they? Were they not a good? You know, not that they smelled, but they just you know some some uh, olfactory uh, deficiencies, right? And then once you make it into potato salad, you got other stuff that's maybe covering it up. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I mean, I mean I, yeah. I'm you know I'm not I'm not advocating smelling as a way to prevent botulism. I'm right. just saying it does reduce your risk, but it's yeah. not it's not a it's not. I would I, I would suggest using a proven recipe first. Yeah, that's, the, that's step, step one. one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, so 
Uh, yeah. The, the rebel canning, um, rebel, rebel yell with the, with the canning, uh, I guess is, uh, it, it's out there and, uh, and it, like, I mean, people do what you want. Um, but know the risks, I guess is really the, yeah. The and thing. don't, uh, and, and don't, um, don't make people sick. Like, yeah. I mean, not <laughs> calling child and protective services. I, I mean, again, they did that with Bean Dad. Um, he probably didn't deserve it. Um, yeah. In this case, I'm not so sure. He wasn't even whatever. Yeah. He wasn't even canning the beans. He was just trying to open them. <laughs> I beans. know. He was just trying to open them. They were commercially <laughs> canned, Ben. Uh, all right. I think that's a show. Um, uh, I got a heart out here at 11. Oh, so yep. we should probably, no worries, probably let's wrap. wrap it up. Uh, okay. Well, uh, bye. 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 Sorry to be abrupt. I just looked at the oh, clock and totally forgot. No worries. No worries. Go. Um, okay. So back to normal schedule. So I got lots of, well, not no, no travel coming up. What, when's a good time? The week of the fourth, I guess for you. All right. Well, uh, two weeks from today, I just had a meeting put on my calendar with the Dean or I, I put oh, a meeting yeah. on my calendar with the Dean. So don't want to okay. do that day. No. Um, I could do, I could, oh, actually, Wednesday is wide open. Wednesday the 6th is wide open. Wednesday the 6th, I could do, um, okay, so I could do any time between 10 and 1. Do we want to do something like 11 to 1 on Wednesday the 6th and then sure. see if uh, Walter yeah. uh, Walter Marler yeah. can make it? Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Or his brother Bill, either one. Or Bill, either any of the Marlers. Um, okay. All the great Perfect. Marlers. All the great Marlers. I will text him and see if he's available. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Uh, FST 11 o'clock. That's perfect. Um, cool. Okay. Well, that was, that was easy. And then we're on for risky or not next week, next, next Wednesday on the 30th. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, and yeah, did we, what did we, oh, Okay. I'm like, I put something in my calendar that says Jack pickup and I wonder why that is. So now I know why. Can you, do you have any flexibility for risky or not to move that um, up? I've got to pick Jack sure. up at 4.50. Yeah, you, 
Yeah. Yeah. You told, I think we moved it to 315. Cause and, yes. Yeah. And then I got a different, I got new information that on Wednesdays he has lacrosse after school. So, mm -hmm. um, so I, I moved it so I could get home in time to do this. And now if we were to move it up, say to two 15, that's fine. You take, you say the time too. I'm, I'm, I'm wide open that afternoon. So yeah, let's do two fifteen. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I've got, I have a meeting, a 15 minute meeting at two. So I'll come in hot from that. Okay. Uh, cool. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Uh, that's not with the Dean, uh, but, but I have a new Dean and he's awesome. I really like good. him. I'm so glad. Yeah. It's been, it's been good. And I'm not saying he, I'm not saying that, uh, because he listens to this podcast cause he does not, uh, <laughs> he should, he should, he should, he should, uh, he's doing Dean things. He's got, oh, he's well, listen, he's listen to other here's the thing. If you're, you can, you can, you can listen to podcasts while you're going from one Dean thing to another. He's, he can fit it in. Yeah, he's yeah. a dedicated podcast listener. This is true. I'm going to mention that to him. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, all right, cool. I will, I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.